0: Right through it, Around the wicket. It was angled in the middle of the leg. stump. It straight by the hit a crack. Oh, that is an absolute but That is a Jaffa.
1: Welcome to the Jaffa, a brand new cricket podcast by Cricket Puddle Networks. It's the stuff we as
2: cricket fans think about, but no one talks about. And we got a
1: whole lot to talk about here. All right then, let's go
3: and uh, next really I wanted to talk about was uh, again with Wasim Akram's name being mentioned the state of how things were back in the Wasim Akram or Waqqa Yunus days when they were playing not coaching but uh, when they were playing and what's happened to Pakistan cricket right now I mean I I am pretty sure everyone uh, here would like a good Pakistan cricket team who's competitive uh and uh, and really at their a game but it feels like every time they take the field there's a new team that's showing up on the lineup right i don't know what's the reason for this situation and i'm pretty sure um there's a lot to talk about here but i like why is pakistan in such a bad shape with even after imran khan being the prime minister you thought cricket would be uh really taken seriously and he would he would restructure things in cricket if not for the country. But uh, <laughs> nothing's happening. Neither the country nor the cricket.
4: So, I would like to go on that. So, yeah. Two things definitely. First is, yes, the, what happened in 2009, especially team being attacked uh, really put them way in the back. But that was just the beginning. Uh, after that, The way the administration has handled, I mean, Pakistan seems to choose captain uh, almost on every full moon night. So like every month, they seem to have a different captain. And uh, so that doesn't really work well. I mean, a guy who won them a champion's trophy is not even playing for them anymore. Uh, Azhar Ali was a captain just a few months ago and now he's not. They don't seem to get the fair run. And sometimes uh, the administration or the coaches, they get too much power. Like Vakar when he was the coach, uh, I think he had too much power. It's exactly opposite of what Australia and India doesn't want. from He still their has coach.
3: too much power. He still,
4: right. <laughs> and now Ms. Aulak is coach and selector and everything that you want him to be. That's, that's the second aspect. And the third aspect is when Imran Khan or Javed Miyazad was kind of like the leaders, not necessarily the captain, but the leaders trying to bring up the new talent. You know, uh, Javed was the first one to take uh, Wasim Akram to New Zealand on his first tour. right? And the kind of fighting spirit that these boys had, Makar Yunus, Wasim Akram, keep Javed as players. And now you have these players like uh, Ahmad Shazad, and then uh, Umar Akumal. and now the most recent retiree, the one who made a comeback, and then now again retired. What? Kamran Akmal. No, no. No. Uh, Mohammad
2: Amir. Mohammad Amir.
4: Mohammad Amir. Amir. Right. So all these three boys, they're basically nothing. I hate to use the word, but they are cry I mean, at one point, Ahmed Shahzad was being compared with Virat Kohli. Remember in that 2015 World Cup.
3: And he does look like him, though. He does look like. He- well, yeah, that
4: <laughs> looks. Yeah, it just looks and tattoo. Yeah, sometimes can get you in the Indian team, but uh, not. You can't just uh, you know play like Virat Kohli. You need to. Virat Kohli does have a
3: talent as a batsman. <laughs> as a batsman, okay. Was that a KL Rahul jibe? Was uh, that uh, Rahul it No, uh, not a jibe. It was a straight that That's the reason
4: why KL Rahul uh, keeps. Covering around the test team. You know, K. L. I don't
1: know there was, Pandy. was hartik Pandya. Okay, anyway. Oh, yeah, K L Gowen and
4: Hardik Pandya, both. You know, coffee with Karan. It's, it should be coffee <laughs> with Kohli. But uh, I'll come back to the Pakistan topic. So, these guys, you know, Umar Akmal complaining to Imran Khan when he visited the dressing room, hey, why I'm not batting at number four. You know, these, it's becoming petty now. I mean, there was always some infighting between like Vakar Yunus and Vaseem Akram. But when they were out on the field, they were literally competing. That am I gonna get five wickets or are you gonna get five wickets? You know, and that that uh, hunger for winning the game is gone. And I totally agree that in ninety two, all the way from ninety two World Cup to two thousand three World Cup, or even up to maybe two thousand eleven World Cup, when we beat Pakistan in that World Cup game, you know, I felt so proud that hey, we we've beaten a side. That we should beat, and you know, it feels so proud. In 2015 and 2019, it didn't even feel like, oh wow, what a game. It was like I ah, ah, you know, it was almost like beating a, a minnow side, you know. That's how bad they've become. And it's 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 partly their fault. Yes, I'm surprised Imran Khan, after becoming prime minister, has not done much to bring cricket back. Maybe this South Africa tour, maybe a beginning of that. But that's There is still a long way to go. I mean, no team is gonna trust going to Pakistan with the security and everything. But at least you know uh, their administration themselves can fix a few things here and there, and uh, you know kickstart something. I,
1: I, I think. I think that. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's keep aside the fact that you're wearing an India jersey. Uh, that clearly tells you tells us where we are, we're all at. Uh, but nobody likes seeing a weak Pakistan side. It's bad for international cricket. It's bad for the game of cricket. Uh, yeah, politically, uh, we have some differences, but as a as a cricketing side, I think we've all respected Pakistan for what they have done on the field. And I think that the respect has gone from the fact that it's no longer a side to be feared. Pakistan is an erratic side has always been an erratic side that has been very inconsistent. But on their day, there were 11 match winners. I I I I don't even know who's playing in in Pakistan because they have a revolving door. They have 16 year old kids who are playing. So that's that's kind of sad. And I've been thinking uh, a little bit about it because as Indian cricket fans, we are kind of in our own bubble. We never think outside the uh, outside of what is happening for India. But uh, you you mentioned a point about Imran Khan becoming prime minister. I think that that has been actually detrimental to uh, Pakistan cricket because uh, some of the changes that he's made, because in, in Pakistan, you have the prime minister who is the patron of the board and then yeah. the chairman of the board is a political appointee that changes with each prime minister. So you had Najam Sethi who had been there for for many years and now it's Hassan Mani. Hassan Mani has brought on a foreign, it's a Pakistani, but it's a British Pakistani who's, who's come to Pakistan and now I mean, everybody in Pakistan
3: has. So the names Money, he was chairman of ICC. Okay. Yes. Wasim Khan, he was actually a CEO of one of the county teams. I think Sussex. That's, to That's Hester, to There you go. Yeah. So was, actually, was they, Khan, yeah. I think the plan was really good, where you needed those dictatorial guys to come in and really take the helm of things. But it's well, just things it went bad. Thing.
1: But where things went bad is they cut the number of first class players from, I think it was 15 plus teams to now they have only six or seven sites. Yeah. So they have drastically cut down the number of first class uh, sites, which means that the number of players who are in those particular pipelines, you have reduced the, the funnel has become very narrow. So how do you actually get talented players into what is their version of the NCA? So you'd rather have the top of the funnel very wide, and then you are able to have a wider selection of players. Uh, the main problem that has happened uh, in Pakistan is a structural issue, I think, where they have unearthed uh, probably by luck or because they had some talented scouts who were able to go in the villages and find raw diamonds such as Wasim, Waqar, etc. But they never really had a systematic structure where they were they were able to find somebody, put them in the system and then carry them through. And Mahmoud Amir you mentioned Mahmoud Amir. That's one perfect example of... A pure raw talent, having gone bad in terms of his mindset, the company that he kept, and now the fact that he's yeah. really childish is just washing dirty laundry yeah. in public, and yeah. that that that's why I think that the people at the top of the board are not doing a good enough job of creating a system. Nobody expects Wasim Khan, Wasim uh, Khan, right, to uh, actually go out and perform and get uh, results. So that's a different thing. We always talk in cricket about respecting the process and they don't seem to have any processes and that is very sad. I think
3: one of the reasons uh, you brought up a good point, I feel like there is no player in the current team that anyone can look up to. Baba is overrated, like, you know, for sure. I mean, he's done well, but he definitely needs to prove his worth way a lot, right? You had people like Vasim Akram, even if he was not playing, you just looked up to him and you wanted to follow him just because of the things he did. In the current team, because the same team just doesn't play for that long of a time, there's nobody that they can look up to right now and I feel that's that's probably one of the reasons. You can have the board but if you don't have a player who's really anchoring it right for you, it's going to be difficult for anyone to follow suit. So um, yeah, I, just I, think, I
1: think they've done a good job by getting Babar Azam as captain. I really don't think that he is the talisman kind of a player like Imran Khan. I don't think he's in that particular category. But at least with Babar Azam, they don't have any question marks. So he walks, he he walks into all formats uh, for Pakistan in the in the playing eleven. So at least there's not that particular issue. In Pakistan, you've always had captains who, when they fell out of favor, they were out. They were out of the side completely. Rashid Latif uh, was captain and then he was nowhere in the team. I think Safraz Ahmed was captain for the last World Cup. Poof, gone. So that hopefully is not going to happen with Baba Razan. And that's why I keep coming back to Pakistan and their system. Where uh, Misbah, right? Misbah has been a whipping boy for the Pakistani media and the fact that he's too defensive, that is clear. But the the thing is that they, they have not had any stability. And because of the political system where you have a political patron and you have to play to that particular patron, uh, I think that system has uh, run its course. And I think that's why Imran Khan being the prime minister hasn't really helped. And I think that that's actually taken them backwards.
0: Boys, one of the interesting things is they've just stuffed South Africa. Looking at the match situation, South Africa batting last to chase a total. It looks like they're going to win this next test as well. So yeah. There is, I mean, sure. and I, 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 Ved said, um, you know, Baba is overrated. I've got to tell you, I think he's a superb player. I think he's like a Damian Martin, Ian Bell player, high 40s, 50 average player from what I can see. And he can score on both sides of the wicket. Um, I don't think their current team is in too bad a shape, actually. They've got some pace as well. I like Hassan Ali's attitude. Uh, I think they'll probably they'll probably go 2-0 up in this series um, tomorrow or the day after against mm. South Africa. So yeah. one thing, you know, in international cricket, if you're off the ball for a week or a month, if you just lose focus, if you're not quite in your A game, things can change very, very quickly. And um, all of us, whether it be England, India, South Africa, Australia, you know, look, New Zealand, are rated number one in the world in Test cricket at the moment. Who would have thought that? that they've just quietly built. Mike Hessen did a great job as coach. Okay, now they're, I forget the name of their current coach. They've moved to the top of the pile based on basically winning at home. But things move very quickly. Now you've got Australian cricket in a series of flux, Um, even though they've got Smith and Cummins there, two Rolls-Royce test players. So that's how quick things can change in modern cricket.
2: I think, so, so what Pakistan has been dealing with is basically they're, cricket has been uh, going in the wrong direction is because of the political situation in the current company, uh, in the, in the country. Uh, Think about, so they don't have passion. If you look at uh, the current team, like uh, earlier Pakistan team was so dominant because they had passion, like, Shoya Bakhtar is a product of Waqar Yunus and Wasim Akram because because they had tough fastballers. There were a lot of like Mohammad Asif, uh, Sohail Tanvir. These are all kind of players which were like just lost in. Uh, like I, I was when I saw them at the beginning, I thought, oh, these guys are going to be like so awesome. And they're going to make so much uh, impact on the Pakistan uh, cricket. It's so fascinating that it has gone in the wrong direction. And that is, there is only one reason for that. There is no domestic structure. Think about the successful uh, uh, teams in the world, the top four, uh, whoever they are. Look at the domestic structure. We have a sound domestic structure, Indian team, uh, Australia has, England has, South Africa. I'm not much aware about it, but I'm sure they must be having something. Uh, because they keep producing uh, good players from that however in Pakistan they first of all they don't have much cricket played domestic. Uh, I'm not sure how their structure is uh, they don't they, they didn't have a home for they were playing off Dubai for most of their past ten, uh, 10 years so that's where it has gone all uh, downhill for that uh, organization as a PCB is because of the lack of political the, support and tension because that country has a lot of issues than to just focus on cricket to be honest and uh,
3: what i fear you know in all of this happening i actually fear if pakistan performs this badly there's a chance that icc will not give them any money going forward and the state is going to get even worse than it is because icc pays all these top 10 or 11 nations some money so that they can keep the cricket going on But with this poor state, it, and look at Bangladesh, right? For that matter, they've just risen up the ranks. There's, there's a few Talisman players, Mamadulla, few of the guys, but just from nowhere, look at the team. And actually I'm, I'm worried you mentioned about South Africa. I'm actually worried about South Africa as well, with all this new policy going on with uh, this minimum number of black players that need to play in the team. I mean, the intent of that is correct. Okay, because you need to have uh, people of a certain color also become part of the team. But at the end, when you're playing international level cricket, you want the best 11 to represent the team, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if the uh, South Africa also has the best 11 in this case. So it's yeah. it's a dire situation, except for these top four or five teams, you wouldn't really want to watch test cricket uh, of the other uh, other countries except for India, Australia, England, or, or uh, Barring And, that,
2: that,
4: that's a, that's and I different. think the best example is compare Pakistan versus Afghanistan. You know, where Afghanistan has come over the last four or five years, even even their made strides in test cricket, uh, they're not as competitive, but you won't expect them to be. But even in the World Cup, their showing was decent, not bad. And compared to their 2015 showing, it was better. And just one last point, and this mainly for Roe. Uh, you know, what Peter said about Mike Hessen and the fabulous job that he has done with uh, New Zealand, bringing them test number one team. Mike Hessen is also the coach of uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore.
2: So, so, what's the point here? <laughs>
4: uh,
2: so, it's, I, I don't know. The, I don't know what, the point I here think. is leadership matters, man. So, 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 for me, versus... so, for me, so for me, IPL doesn't matter. I don't take IPL seriously because that's just uh, in uh, English terms. What it, Jeffrey Barker is, yeah, uh, is to uh, call uh, uh, that. Uh, what Jeffrey Barker is to call that. Including the people in the world,
4: man. Including so, all the teams in the oh, world. Oh,
2: so coming back to Pakistan, uh, let's not go off topic. So I, I hear your sentiments towards <laughs> Kohli, and you are a Kohli. Uh, you are a, against Kohli. I get all that. But uh, Koli, coming back to it. Pakistan, it's uh, it's it's. So that's that's concerning for me as a, t- a test cricket lover. You know, because if South Africa is not good, West Indies is not good, uh, Pakistan is struggling, Zimbabwe has just gone vanished off the map. So more than 50 60 percent of the teams are just wiped out and you, you what about just Sri Lanka
3: what do you think about Sri Lanka
2: Sri Lanka is good Sri Lanka is good they still have a good domestic cricket I think uh, structure is good I think they are still getting good players they they have some nice talent out there and which we saw in the England series but again England was a superpower and they just rolled over them but I think uh those on like there are only four to five countries that have a strong cricket uh, structure, and yeah. I see that as not a good sign because if it you need so it's 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 unfair to compare it to soccer. Like you can see in soccer how it, they have every country. There's so many countries participating in it. There's so much talent out there for soccer. In terms of cricket, um, the. So, long story short, Pakistan needs to get their domestic structure right in order to survive. If not, uh, I won't be surprised that uh, they would they would be vanished off the map.
3: I'm actually, I'm actually as a cricket romantic and even a Pakistan cricket romantic for that matter. I, I would love for you guys to, I mean, roll back uh, uh, some years maybe 10 years. I don't know when Pakistan cricket was that good. And if there was one batsman, okay, each of you, if there was one beautiful player that you always wanted to watch on screen, who would that be from Pakistan cricket? Bowlers, we know. It's going to be a very uh, straightforward answer for most of us. But as a batsman, so I'm going to go with Saeed Anwar, right? Because I I just love him as a first of all, he's a left-handed batsman. And, and just the glances and just the way he creamed the ball, even against India. It was just majestic to watch. So I'd love to go... Especially against India. Board. Especially against India. There you go. There you go. I'd love for you guys to, you know, reminisce in, uh, about uh, past memories about Pakistan cricket and one player that you loved watching. So I think that the it. best
1: player that the best player that they had of... Uh, i know javed miarou is uh is a great was a great batsman but i don't think that there's anyone, anyone better than inzama ulhaq he he was entertainment personified whether he was scoring runs or he was getting run out you always wanted to see inzama ulhaq bat and uh, that's that's something that i that i miss and also the retirement of Ul Haq has uh been has kind of triggered the decline of Pakistan batting where they don't really have any great batsmen left anymore. And that's one of the reasons why Pakistan is struggling. So uh, I'm hoping that Pakistan will find an Inzimam ul with, uh, uh with maybe, let's say, modern levels of fitness.
0: I'm going to come in there. Um, Javid Miandad was mentioned. For me, he is the greatest uh, Pakistan batsman of all time. He was a street fighter. He got runs when Pakistan needed the most. And you may not know this, but in 1987, Pakistan went to the West Indies and drew one all. Um, And uh, Wasim and uh, I think Waqar and Imran bowled quick. And the West Indians obviously had got Ambrose and Marshall and Patterson. And they were very like taken aback that Pakistan could bring a battery of pace bowlers who are as quick and as skillful as them. And I believe Javid scored runs in that series. So for me, Javid Meandad is the greatest Pakistani batsman of all time as a guy who got a, averaged above 50 in test cricket, but he got runs when Pakistan needed the most. Now take the aesthetics out of it. We all like to look at Pretty players, elegant players. I'm always going to choose guys who get runs when you need them most. That's why I'm a Steve War fan. So I'm more of a pragmatist in that, and I look at like that, that was what the team needed. He delivered, and um, for me, Javed Miandad, I rest my case. Before
3: someone else goes, I I feel like you are so right. You use the word street fighter. I feel the current Pakistan team needs a street fighter right now. They are lacking that, you know, because if there is a street fighter, he's going to really get the reins in his command. But I mean, I'll I, I let someone else go right now. Uh, go so
2: for, for, for me, I'm going to mention two players. One is just for sole entertainment purpose. It's Shahid Afridi. And, <laughs> and, and and the reason why I loved it because I never rooted for Pakistan in my entire life. Only rooted when Shahid Afridi used to come to bat because it was only 10, 15 minutes. tops. <laughs> used to just survive. He used to just come there, just hit around and then go back. So if he, so, and then all the retirement and retirement saga, it's it's so funny. <laughs> uh, and from the talent perspective, I think Saeed Anwar is, was a nightmare for uh, Indian cricket as well as uh, the world cricket. I think the 194, it still haunts me in Chennai against India, uh, I think, uh, and then every time, because India specifically, I don't know if you have seen in the past, the trend, they struggle playing against left-handed batsmen for some weird reason. Every left-handed uh, batsman has scored against India on Alistair Cook. Name name it, and uh, you have uh, you have them Matthew Hayden. Uh, I don't know Justin Langer scored much or not, but uh, I think uh, Gary Kirsten and all those players they scored tons of uh, runs. And uh, Saeed Anwar was one of them, and I think he reminds like the 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 timing of the cricketing is striking. The cricket ball was so elegant. Like every time he hit the ball, it was going to the boundary. So amazing, uh, but uh, yeah, I never root for Pakistan, so I don't have much favorite uh, good things to say about that team. So,
4: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with Peter. Uh, yeah, there have been elegant guys like in Nizamam or even talented guys like even Muhammad Yusuf and Yunus Khan. But to me, it was Javed Miandar. And it was for that street fight that he used to bring. I still recall that 1986 Sharjah last ball I couldn't dare to watch the last ball so I turned myself around and I was facing my back but I could still see that last ball in my dad's spectacles and I could see that bat swinging and I'm like here we go again and he would always give you that feeling that he can be out anytime because he was not that elegant he didn't look like that master class of a batsman, but he would hang around for hours and days in test matches and not get out. And that's why, to me, Javed Meandad was the, the Pakistani batsman.
0: Did you know that Javed Meandad was never out LBW in Pakistan in Test cricket? Interesting. In, what in is
3: Pakistan, Pakistan
0: is? Or outside Pakistan? Hmm. In
3: Pakistan, as far as I'm aware... Well, in Pakistan, uh, that's
0: understandable,
4: because,
1: you
0: know... He played for for about 100 years. He was never at LBW in Pakistan, because any umpire who would have given him at LBW would immediately have had his... Exactly, right. Uh, It's basically lack of neutral umpires those days.
2: (laughs) I'm just I'm just surprised that we are talking about Pakistan cricket and none of the ballers stand out as one of the best. In uh, that's that's the most fascinating no, no, thing I, I've heard I, today, I was
3: so. categorical when I said that, right? That we yeah, yeah. know which the ballers are. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. gonna say the same names, right? That's why I went for batsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh final thoughts, guys. Pakistan cricket. Uh okay. I, I'm gonna hypothetical uh, I'm gonna give you guys a hypothetical situation if you were made the CEO tomorrow of Pakistan cricket, okay, if each one of you for the next one year and you were given charge for it for one year, what would you guys do? And just give one thing that you would gu- uh, like you would do or say, let's say one or two things, right? And they need to be actionable things. Okay. Uh, revamp the team is not an answer. So, I mean, I and, and that's how we kind of close with that.
2: First of all, I jump off the cliff. Second one is uh, jump would, off the cliff.
1: Why would you jump off
2: the cliff? I don't want to. I don't want to do anything related to Pakistan cricket, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if if uh, hypothetically, if uh, I'm uh, given the reins, what I would do is uh, uh, improve their domestic structure. Basically, uh, have them more play cricket uh, at a domestic level. Have uh, send players to places like England and Australia. If say if India is not uh, they don't encourage the players coming from overseas however Pakistan has an option I think many of the players have gone and serviced English cricket uh today as well as in the past so I think I would promote that a lot to play more cricket and get some more competitive advantage and then that's how uh, uh, that's the only way you could grow or uh, talent and uh Because they don't have the infrastructure to uh, grow uh, home talent. And uh, this is the only way I could see if I was given the chance uh, to become the CEO.
1: I think they have a good asset in the PSL. It's early days yet. Uh, But what India has done is uh, India has taken the IPL, cash from the IPL, goes to BCCI. BCCI reinvests that. And it has uh, given... decent, more than decent livelihoods to a lot of first-class players, most of whom have no hopes of ever playing for India, but they make a good living from that. This gives to a, a culture, you don't have to be in the top 11, in the top 100, and you will make it. I think that that is what is missing, and that is to create a talent pipeline that eventually the larger the pool will have better players in the future. So I would say get better deals for PSL, and then get the franchises of PSL also to invest in, in cricket the way Delhi uh, the Delhi IPL team is doing for uh, Prithvi Shaw.
0: Okay, guys, my suggestions would be, I've, I've been privileged to work with some outstanding Pakistani cricketers. And in fact, when I was in America, I worked with a couple of guys who played first class cricket in Pakistan. When I did some fielding work with them catching, there was a real lack of awareness of simple movement skills and fundamentals of that. So that's what I would look to do from the early age, get good movement patterns in good fitness and nutrition patterns in. So, you know, to move away from this stopping the ball with your feet or just helter-skelter fielding, hapless fielding. Mm-hmm. There's probably less of it than there used to be. But up until even recently, I remember that in close games, Pakistani fielders on the boundary trying to stop the ball with their feet and it bouncing over them, whereas you would see... You know, look at India's fielding. It's much more improved. Dhoni started it, Kohli took it to the next level. Sliding is now default. Everybody's sliding and buzzing the ball in. I noticed Shubman doing that and uh, Ajinka yesterday did a couple of those. So that's what I would look to do is make sure they got those good movement skills and that is that enables you to build pressure apart from and away from talent. Right. So generally, when I work with Pakistani cricketers, is the inspiration is the great fast bowlers of their heritage, but it's very much a talent-based system with not much focus on um, fundamentals and the basic core disciplines to build a foundation on. That's been my experience. I'm certainly better than they were. Mickey Arthur brought in that with the, the fitness code and stuff like that. But that would that needs to be ingrained from a very early age where youngsters, because they are off the talent chart, you know, the, the, the off the chart talent, Pakistan cricket, get those really core fundamentals in at an early age and then you have a solid foundation for your talent to flourish on. So
4: what I would say, if, if you're giving me one year as a coach, uh, all these other things are good, but they need to be in place and they would probably need a longer time to come to fruition, you know, domestic system and domestic setup and all those things. One year as a coach, I would identify 20 to 25 players, uh, most of them who can play all formats and then kind of pack them for the whole year, pack those players, uh, form a core group including a captain hopefully who can lead in all formats if not at least majority of the formats and just pack them and then build that core like we had with Javed or Imran at the leadership and then you know hopefully take Pakistan cricket forward.
3: Yeah so my pick is really uh, you mentioned about Imran Khan I think uh, maybe resign as the prime minister of Pakistan I think he should just be asked Just take over Pakistan cricket. You have one year. Just fix Pakistan cricket. Bring it to the glory days. Like whip uh, against a few players, coaches, whoever it is. But just get it back in shape. Because uh, like we talked about, a good Pakistan team is great for India-Pakistan games, even if they happen every four years. But in general, for World Test cricket. Because I'm pretty sure none of us would want no Pakistan team playing any cricket, right? So I think uh, that's it, guys. Uh, with that, we kind of wrap up uh, today's episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for chiming in and bringing your A-game. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Uh, signing in from all the way from UK. And uh, Actually,
0: I, I finished coaching today. Very lucky. Um, we have the lockdown here, but kids still want to play cricket. So, you know, you know, I was coaching two weeks ago, last Sunday, and I'm working with a young Middlesex player, and the snow came in. And before you know it, you've got three inches of snow, snow stopped play. Okay. And this is coaching outdoors. True story. Snow stopped play. It was like I was in the Himalayas. All the snow came down, but um, look, we're, we're blessed. We, 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 love our sports. You know, we live and breathe it. We could do this all night. You know, we could crack. We have a coffee or, or have, have a beer and, and, and do it back in the old days. Uh, we have a a great Test Series in England and India and anybody who's who's tuned in to watch that can see. you know, I've got four fantastic Test matches with two top teams and it might be a key session. It might be a moment of brilliance that wins it because they look relatively evenly matched at the moment. It doesn't look like... You know that 4-0 loss 3 years ago that doesn't look likely that that will happen now with root being basically yeah. probably the fourth player in world cricket and england having a really cohesive unit so i think we're in for a really good month of test cricket here in india well
3: said i think i think well said peter uh, next week is going to be fun uh, uh, because by that time we'll uh, we'll have a result or you might not have a result so lots to discuss um, before, it, before we say something sorry Be,
2: before we go everybodys pick on the series predictions
3: there you go okay good one I like that
1: India two one
3: I will go uh, India three one
4: I will go india two zero mm-hmm. I think they will find some uh, fight in them. Uh, with top order scoring, one of the top order vaccines scoring a double hundred, and they will draw this one. They will win the day-night test, and they will come back winning one of the other two tests. So, 2-0 India.
2: One all. One all? Yeah, nobody's going to win this one. Wow. This series.
0: Peter. Peter? Um, I actually think England will win this test match. I think the five bowlers, the five genuine bowlers, plus Root, who is an excellent... Probably Joe Root's probably the best occasional bowler in the world. Um, I think England will win this one. I'm leaning towards thinking that it will be a drawn series, uh, evenly matched. England have got the edge in the bowling at the moment. If Deja comes back, hmm, that concerns me because he squeezes so much. But I think England can get out of this series with a draw
3: there you go I think we made the prediction now let's see uh, no prizes for winning unfortunately but, but we will see we can probably get a fantasy uh, sponsor with this, you know, in future. So, great job
0: let's have a virtual day, there you go
3: <laughs> that's the episode guys a huge shout out for everyone who made it happen if you've not subscribed to us please do so Leave us a review or give us a rating. We will highly appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any other social platform at Cricket Color. We would love to get feedback from you guys. With that, thank you all and see you next week.